Hey, thanks for pushing play and inviting me to hang out with you for part of your day. Welcome to the Stronger Together podcast. I'm Risa Ganell, licensed clinical marriage and family therapist. I'm a wife, mom, or ema, as my daughter calls me, and stepmom. With 25 years of experience as a couples therapist, five marathons under my belt so far, and a passion for helping relationships thrive. Let's all get stronger together physically, emotionally, and in our most important relationships. Let's get to it. Happy holidays to all of you. I hope that you had a wonderful Thanksgiving and that it was filled with family and friends, good food, relaxation, and just joy. It is December 7th as I record this, and I really wanted to do something for the holidays um, to support you because it's often a difficult time for many people. Um, and also a joyful time and a wonderful time and a mixed time for some people. And it's often very stressful on relationships. So I was doing lots of research for what I wanted to talk about. And it's certainly very easy to find lots of articles and podcast episodes about holiday stress with new or recycled ways of combating it. Actually, I haven't found anything that's really all that new. It's mostly recycled ways of combating the holiday stress. The same suggestions are being discussed year after year after year, but wrapped up in slightly different wrapping paper, and underneath it's all the same. So I gave a lot of thought to making this episode for you because I didn't want it to fall into the category of the same old stuff you've heard before. And quite honestly, I think the old stuff leaves out something key to making the holidays less stressful. The typical title of different articles or podcasts and so on are things like five tips for managing holiday stress or survey confirms almost everyone is stressed around the holidays or this one that I found, which was my favorite, Festive stress is ruining America's holiday season. I just liked the sound of festive stress. I don't know, something maybe in my warped mind that that struck me. So what were the five tips? Well, you could probably state them without even reading the article. The five tips were set a spending budget, take time for yourself, get plenty of exercise, keep it simple, and pick your battles, right? Like, I don't think that would be a surprise to any of you. I think you've probably heard all of that before. And the majority of information out there about combating holiday stress really focuses on self-care. And self-care is certainly the buzzword of late for at least 2019, but probably much longer than that. Things like make time for yoga class, or make sure to exercise more. Take more hot baths. Don't be a perfectionist. That one I kind of struggle with, I must admit. Question your inner critic and tell yourself you're good enough. 
step away from social media because comparing your real life to other people's highlight reel isn't good for your mental health. Practice gratitude. Say no to some commitments. And that sort of reminds me of the episode I did on boundaries the other week. So take a listen to that one because boundaries are certainly a lot more than saying no to things. And one of my favorites that was listed in the articles that I was reading this time was drop a few balls and see that nothing tragic happens. And it may even encourage others to step up and take responsibility for things. That was one of the pieces of advice for reducing holiday stress. Now, one of the articles that I read, the author said, I certainly try to keep self-care in mind during, during the holidays, usually taking on a yoga routine and drinking lots of decaf green tea to combat the stress. But the overwhelm still gets to me. While it's up to my husband to put up the lights and trim the tree, the vast majority of the holiday planning falls to me. And I thought to myself, well, why is that? Why is that? Why is it that the vast majority of holiday planning falls to me? Now, generally, these articles are targeting women and the mental load of life when it comes to social gatherings, holidays, children's activities, and so on, is still falling in the realm to, to the realm of, you know, women's work or, um, you know, one of the articles that I read, the title was Holiday Magic is Made by Women and It's Killing Us. And again, I was thinking of this author's quote and what she was saying, and it struck me. It struck me because this is part of what puts stress on relationships, not just the division of labor and who's responsible for what and what our roles are, but how we manage that, how we change that. And so it got me thinking. Now, I agree that lots of the things that were listed in these different articles can be helpful. And I certainly love my hot baths at the end of a hectic day. I really wanted to offer a different focus to you in order to truly reduce your stress this holiday season. A little bit about me and why I got into becoming a marriage and family therapist. When I was in undergraduate school and I was studying psychology, I got really frustrated with the fact that we focused so much on individuals and pathology and didn't, like there was just something missing for me. And at that time, I didn't know what it was that was missing, but I just knew that while I enjoyed studying psychology, what I was studying was really missing something. And it wasn't until I was introduced to the field of marriage and family therapy that I knew what it was that was missing. And it, it just dawned on me that, well, of course, we don't live in a vacuum. And our relationships, our families have significant impact on our well-being and our mental health. So that is connected to what I'm discussing with you today, because 
The key to reducing stress during the holidays, but really for any time of the year, lies in our relationships, our connection with others. I want you to think about being relational in order to reduce your stress. What the heck do I mean by that? Well, relational living means you're related, connected, first to your own feelings and needs, and second, but just as important to each other's feelings and needs. This is the foundation for creating intimacy and being intimately connected to others reduces our stress. Research shows that there's a correlation between marriage and having lower cortisol levels, and cortisol is the stress hormone. An intimate, happy marriage is a buffer to overall life stress. None of the suggestions I listed before or in any of the articles out there this time of year are relational. They all focus on the individual who is stressing out, and unsurprisingly, it's targeted at women. However, it's not women's work to make the holidays happen. So for a second, I'm going to talk to the guys who are listening. Now, let me just state one caveat here. I'm going to describe this along traditional gender lines, and it's not always like this, and many gay and lesbian relationships struggle with very similar issues. So please insert yourself in the role that best fits what goes on in your relationship here. I truly want to be all-inclusive, but I am going to talk about it along traditional gender lines. So back to talking to the guys who are listening. At holiday gatherings, do you sit and chat with the people around you, maybe talk to your nephew or father-in-law about work, the news of the day, maybe get up and get everyone around you another glass of wine or a soda. And then at some point, and you may not have any clue as to how much time has gone by because you're enjoying yourself, which is wonderful, and everybody should have that opportunity to do that. But at some point you notice your wife is giving you the hairy eyeball She looks upset and you have absolutely no idea why. What's your wife been doing while you were enjoying your conversations? Are you aware or are you oblivious? If the event is hosted at your home, are you both being hosts or is she bearing the brunt of the responsibility? What allows you to check out on the responsibility you both took on? Or I'll give you another scenario. Maybe you see her stressing out over setting up the date and time of when this year's holiday picture will be taken, what everyone will wear, which picture makes the final cut to go on the holiday card, getting them labeled and sent out in time. And you just don't get why she's stressing out so much. And maybe you tell her to chill out. It doesn't matter. It'll all work out. No one will know which picture was the best. They'll only see the one you sent them. All wonderful things and all comments that are very well-intentioned, but may miss the mark as to what's going on for her. All right, I'm going to come back to that, but now it's my turn to talk to all the women who are listening. I see lots of women in my office who express significant resentment at the time of this time of year over the things they do and their parents do their partners don't do during the holidays. 
you know, one of the busiest times of year for couples therapists is January because couples have just spent the holidays together and the resentment for the traditional way things have gone is just overflowing. And so, you know, the holidays pass and it's finally like, oh my God, we need help. Let's call somebody. And I don't want that to happen to you. I want to help all of you uh, find ways to reduce that resentment, reduce that anger, and truly be connected and intimate. Now, you may recall the advice the article I mentioned earlier gave for dropping the ball, right? Drop the ball, and maybe it'll encourage other people to step in and pick up the responsibility. So it's not relational at all to drop the ball and hope that it'll encourage others to take responsibility. It's passive aggressive and destructive to relationships. And when you do that, you end up creating a test for your partner that he doesn't even know he's taking and it sets him up to fail. Passive aggressiveness is a way of showing your anger by what you don't do, by withholding and it's really unhealthy. Every couple I work with wants more intimacy. And intimacy is what will help reduce stress this holiday season. So that's the key. Building relational skills is the key to reducing stress this holiday season. So here's a few to start with. The first one I want you to think of is what is known as relational self-esteem. It's just like self-esteem, but it's relationship esteem. I want you to hold your relationship in warm regard at all times. You are two imperfect beings bound together. And the first way to create intimacy in re re your relationship takes place between your ears. What you say to yourself about your partner, it starts here. And if you're negative and nasty about your partner between your ears, you're not holding the person or the relationship in warm regard. So stop and pause and think about how am I talking about my partner to myself? between my ears, in my mind, when he's not around, when she's not around, or when I'm irritated with her? Am I being destructive in between my ears to my relationship? That's the first place to intervene. A healthy relationship holds the relationship in warm regard, recognizing that, hey, you know what, both of us, are imperfect beings and I'm imperfect too, he's imperfect, she's imperfect, and that's just the way it is. And we're gonna be in this mess together, imperfections and all. Okay, the second thing I want you to do this holiday season is focus on sharing the load and being aware of the load. So, in my example where I was speaking to the women out there listening, I talked about how 
I talked about anger and resentment a little bit and, um, you know, that example of dropping the ball. If you feel like you are taking on too much, then I'm going to ask you to ask for what you need. I'm going to ask you to connect with your partner, be direct, be kind. And there's a couple of ways to do this. The first is to ask for a favor. Like if some, if you need or want something done or want something taken off your plate and it's not hugely important, like on a scale of one to 10, if 10 is, you know, ultimately essential and extremely important, and this is somewhere around like a two or a three, ask a favor. Say, hey, you know, can you do me a favor and take care of this? It would really unburden me. It would take it off my plate and that'd be really helpful. And it gives the other person the opportunity to say yes or no. And if they can take it off your plate, great. And if they can't, then you make a decision from there about whether or not you're going to do it or you're going to let it go. Now, if something is a little higher on the scale, you're going to make a request, right? So if it's more of like a five or a six or even a seven, you're going to make a request. And a re request is a little bit more direct than a favor. A request says, this is, this has to be done. Um, like there's no negotiating for me whether or not this happens or takes place. And I really need your help. And so you make a request. Now, the person still has the option of saying, no, I can't do it. Um, that's always true when we ask for a favor or ask for a request. But when your partner knows the level of importance, it gives them something to go by to determine whether or not they can or are willing to do it, to fulfill it. So if I know my husband is asking a request of me, I'm more likely to do it because I'm holding the relationship in warm regard, relationship esteem, right? I it, What matters to him matters to me. And so I'm going to put more of an effort in to fulfill a request of his than just a favor. And it's helpful to really know the difference. It's helpful to speak that difference and it's helpful to the receiving partner of the favor or re request to know which it is. Now, Back to focus on sharing the load and being aware of the load. The other side of this coin is to be present to what's going on around you. Be aware of the other person's feelings and needs. Like I mentioned earlier, that's a key ingredient to intimacy. No one gets to be oblivious. When I talked to or directed my talk to the guys a little earlier, I talked about being oblivious. Do you know what's going on? Do you know what's being taken care of? And it's important to check in. It's important to be aware. All right. The third aspect that I'm going to touch on today is to be a team. Create boundaries and limits together for the holidays. Determine what you will and will not do as a team and then support one another to follow through on these decisions. Now this might mean compromise, which is a relational skill that healthy relationships have to have, and you may need practice at it. And when I say support each other, 
it means help each other do the things that need that you've determined need to be done and it also means help each other hold back from taking on more than you're able or willing to do some of us put lots of pressure on ourselves to do and do and do and participate in every activity that comes up for the holidays and might need support in saying no in turning something down because that may not be their go-to way of handling the holidays. And so you might need to remind each other and be open to hearing those reminders. So I want you to listen to this podcast together. If you're listening to it alone, invite your partner to listen to it. Make time to sit down and have a conversation about how to implement these things this holiday season together. Relational skills aren't easy. It takes a sophisticated, mature skill set to truly be intimate. It takes years to learn and practice, and it takes commitment to unlearn the things you've been doing that are creating stress in your relationships. I could do a whole episode on each of the things that I only touched on briefly here today. But start doing these things badly today, and you'll be on your way. Research shows that holiday stress increases depression and anxiety. Go ahead, take those bubble baths, get to yoga class, connect to gratitude, but more importantly, connect to each other. We want the holiday season to be a time of joy, connection, gratitude, so we don't feel like we have to get through the holidays. Before you know it, the holidays are over. I just hosted 18 people for Thanksgiving dinner, and I experienced all kinds of anticipation leading up to it, planning it, but in 48 hours it was over. Everyone arrived Wednesday night, and by Friday at noon the house was almost empty again. I want you to each experience being fully present for these days, free of resentment, free of anger, free of victimhood. What I've shared with you is advice for the whole year, for a healthy, stronger relationship overall. Start it this holiday season and be stronger together. It'll be the best gift you can give each other. The Stronger Together podcast is brought to you by Together Couples Counseling, helping you communicate, trust, and reconnect with offices in Columbia, Maryland, and in Severna Park, Maryland. For more information, please visit our website at www.togethercouplescounseling.com.